Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Monday, Monday, fun day, Monday, or something like that. <laughs> okay, first off, we have an email from Scott A. Woodard. He says, Hi, Glenn. I listened to your episode about the displays yesterday and found it quite inspiring as usual. Have you had the chance to check out Carnival Row on Prime yet? It is set in a world where the people of Turniac, I think it's how it's pronounced, fairies, pucks, trolls, kobolds, etc., are displaced by war and must now live in a world of men, a pseudo-Victorian world of elevated railways and primitive electric lighting. It's a gorgeous adult series that has a lot of people talking about gaming in the setting. Anyway, thanks for another great cast, Scott Woodard. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate that. No, I have not. I have seen... I didn't know. I figured it was something fantasy Victorian-based just by the picture, just by the posters and stuff, the, the ads. All I've seen are the ads. But since we have Prime, I think I'll, I'll check it out. And it sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. But anyway, thank you. Thank you for that email. Okay, I want to have a little fun today. Now, I like the idea of MacGuffins. I mean, MacGuffins kind of sometimes just, you know, run the adventure. A lot of times they run the adventure. MacGuffins are great because MacGuffins are the things everybody's trying to get or want or stop or whatever. And it's not always the main point of the plot. Now... Now, as we know, the director Alfred Hitchcock came up with the term MacGuffin, which is the thing that everybody wants or or it rev- the story revolves around. And I saw a YouTube video that said Steven Spielberg took it a step further, saying that the MacGuffin should drive the plot. And I don't see why not. I mean, in Hitchcock, yeah, there's a, there are MacGuffins. And... They just don't do anything. A lot of times they don't do anything. They're there to to kickstart the story. It's the gold they want, or the papers, or the you know the something. The the best one I thought was in North by Northwest, where the MacGuffin was a secret agent that didn't exist, and that was like to me that was the definition right there of the MacGuffin, because it's just there for people to to fight over. And that's the drama of it. And I like the idea of Spielberg saying it should drive the plot. Because I don't like the... One thing, Hitchcock had a good idea, but I didn't like the idea of the MacGuffin not... I mean, it can can be nothing. It can be nothing. That's fine. But you can't do that all the time. He used to do that a lot. And while while I like his movies... You know, you can't keep relying on that. They should have some kind of tie-in with the plot. Anyway, so to get to my point is magic items are great MacGuffins. They're fantastic MacGuffins. And what I did is I pulled out my set of Encyclopedia Magica. I recommend it to everybody. It's a second edition publishing and I've got mine here. I've had them for quite a few years now. Uh, they were they were originally twenty five bucks a piece back in the day, and I got mine for like fifty for all four of them or something like that. But anyway, what I want to say was, 
you can still find that. I say that because, oh, oh, good luck getting them now on eBay. No, no, you uh, go over to Drive Through RPG, you can get the PDFs of these. So I highly recommend them. It's every magic item up to that point that was published by TSR. And we're not just talking about, I'm not just talking about the books. I'm talking about like Dragon Magazine too, or anything else they published. They put in this, in these tomes. There's, it's a four volume set and it's great for looking for magic items, of course, but you know, magic items can kick off plots. They can be part of plots. They can be the plot. So let's try and look through these. What I'm going to do is in the back of volume four, the appendix of the magic item random determination tables. It starts out with table one magical items, which you roll percentile die. And this is the same chart you'll find in the second edition on page 88, random magical items. It's just that it's got the, the encyclopedia has expanded a lot. But what you do is you roll on this table and that will send you a tab- to tables from A to S. And these are like magic scrolls, magic rings, wands, saves, miscellaneous clothing, miscellaneous boots and gloves, etc., etc., etc. So they each have their own chart. And the charts are D1000 because there's that many things in these things. And you roll it. So I want to do it twice and see if we can come up with a plot or plots over both of them. I want to do it twice. Once for this because after table S, there is table T, which lists all the artifacts in the Encyclopedia Magica, which they wanted to keep out of the chart because artifacts are really, really special. You shouldn't be rolling for them, but I'm going to do it anyway. And so we're going to go ahead and do that. So I'm going to take a couple of D6 here, this one and this one. I've got three, or I should say D10s. I've got three D10s. And once we get to the uh, they're a red one and white. Uh, I'm in I'm in Oklahoma, so it's, I got a red and a white and a blue one. So I'm gonna roll red and the white one to find out which chart I should go on. And it says 92. 92 is weapons. Okay, that is table S. So we turn to table S. This is where the bookmark that's sewn into them comes in handy. If you have the PDF, all you have to do is use the bookmarking function, which is, I think, is uh, <laughs> might be a little handier because I have a hard time going through these. Let's see. Armor shields. This cable QR. Here we go. Weapon S. Weapons. Okay. Now, you have another, you have a, a D1000 chart. They also have a chart for attack adjustments for weapons before that, but I just want to get to the weapons. So I'm going to roll a D1000, a red, white, and a blue one. And the red one will be the hundreds, ten, the tens, and ones. And here we go. So we got 856. 856. Okay. Sword. Fine. We'll go to sword. So all I have to do now is roll a d20 and find out what the adjustment on my sword is. So this is just a plain plus sword. So I'll just roll a d20 here. And I rolled a 3. And so I have a plus 1 sword. The XP value is 400 400 gold pieces. It's plus 1 
to hit and damage. The XP value is plus 500. The gold piece value is plus 5,000. So you have just a regular plus one sword. How could a plus one sword involve an adventure? Well, depends on if it was a named sword or not. For one, the plus one sword of a ancient hero who slayed a dragon and things like this. This is where the GM starts getting creative about it. Yes, it's only a plus one sword. Normally. So... I, what I would do is think, do things like go back to this adjustments for weapons and roll a d20 again. Let's grab another d20. And I rolled a 7. So I got another plus 1. So I added a plus 1 or plus 2. And I would make it a plus 2 versus something. Like, say, undead. You can even go on about this. And here's a 13. It's a plus two. So I would add the plus one plus the plus two is plus three. So I would say it was a plus two versus undead, plus three versus vampires. How about that? And you can actually build an adventure around that, especially if you're doing a vampire hunter type thing for adventures, or you want to keep it out of the hands of a certain vampire that will try and destroy it or things like that. It may have a, a prophecy. You may have a prophecy with this sword or something. Okay, that's a regular sword. I know this episode's going a bit long, but hey, what the hey, you know? Let's go over to that dreaded table T, which is the artifacts table. <laughs> okay, artifacts. So, this is the D1000 roll, so we will roll the D1000. 466. So what do we have? The Necklace of Ulutriu. Necklace of Ulutriu. So I will look into... I will try to look into the index. And and it's 745. And... Uh, apparently, the necklace of Ulutiu, sorry, Ulutiu was some kind of being. They don't know if it was human or from the god or whatever, but he loved being at the ocean. I'll give you a kind of a Cliff's Notes version of this. He loved being at the ocean. He loved that he spent his life in reflection. He was a powerful, powerful mage, had access to all kinds of magic, if you know what I mean. So when it was time for him to die, he created a barge, and he created this necklace. This necklace that would encase him and the barge in ice, so he could float around. A necklace of enchanted ice, a delicate chain of glistening blue crystals that would ensure a peaceful afterlife on the ocean floor. So he figured, okay, it's going to create ice, an ice block around my my barge and me, and I'm just going to lie on the ocean floor and sleep there forever, blah, blah, blah. Well, that happened. Unfortunately, the necklace was more powerful than he thought, and it kept freezing the water. And that's how, this is from the uh, supplement, The Great Glacier, which was a, an area supplement for the Forgotten Realms. And that's why the Great Glacier is there. Down there in the middle of the Great Glacier is him with his necklace still glowing, the the magic has reached its limit, which basically sucked up the whole ocean and created a glacier. <laughs> and it says here, 
For the sake of the peoples of the Great Glacier, as well as those in the lands of the south, it is hoped that his rest continues. If the necklace of Ulutiu was removed, the enchantment would be broken and the Great Glacier would surely begin to melt. Now, if that doesn't have any ideas for you, something's wrong. You've got, you've got, you could have some dark, dark deity come into the Great Glacier and try and get that necklace because of whatever, whatever nefarious purpose they want to put it to. Oh, I want to freeze the world. Okay, because I hate the world. So do that. Or I can, I can do this and, and conquer the world by laying low lands that I could just ice up or something. Also, how do you know a lot of unscrupulous people who want to make money from this don't want that necklace and they figure out a way to get it or get it, some, some adventurers to get it or something like that? Maybe someone needs it for a good reason, like somebody needs ice. Somebody, some, uh, Mars needs ice. No, but somebody needs ice for something. Uh, somebody is, a child is dying, and maybe they have a way, if they got that necklace, they have a way of reversing it. So maybe, so, so, okay, here, here's something. Uh, somebody gets hit with an ice dagger. A great, powerful man gets hit with an ice dagger that is slowly melting its way into the middle of his heart. Or rather, it's just burrowing its way in the middle of his heart, kind of like an Iron Man thing. And so you have to get the ice necklace to reverse it or something like that. And what would happen when you take the ice necklace? Would this guy come back alive? What would happen? You know, and would the, and would the great glacier start to melt? Let me say the necklace is still down there glowing. Is it keeping it frozen or not? So those are the things you can you can play around with, and you can get all sorts of hooks off of these things. Uh, if you don't have Encyclopedia Magica, Toma Magic, or some other books would have that have it would help if they had like an index or something like that, or just t- thumb. I just love to thumb thumb through these, you know, magic books like books of magic items, even you know, whatever you got, modules, whatever. Thumb through the magic items, see what you find. And see what you can do to, you know, make it, make it better. You know, make it, make, make adventures out of it. it you know, they're great. As I said, they're great MacGuffins. Anyway, I've overstayed my welcome, so I'm going to go start my day. And if you guys want to talk to me about this, if you're still listening, <laughs> you can email me at oldmangrognardgmail.com or you can drop me a voicemail over at Anchor. And we are funded now we are monetized so as little as 99 cents a month you too can support this help support this program and i would thank you thank you for my supporters jonathan dorje wendell jessen oliver shriek Mar- mark c walring who has the great podcast the yawning Albert, gilbert soares juan carlos llewellyn and daniel reynolds you guys are great so until i see you folks next time keep the dice warm and i'll talk to you later bye-bye Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.